Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Scumbags, this is the Scummy Mummies Podcast, with your hosts, Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies Podcast, it's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie Gibson. Ellie, I'm so thrilled, because back in the Scummy Mummy bosom is the wonderful, the fabulous Natalie Lee, aka Style Me Sunday. Hello! Uh, that's your thing, Chin. I've decided. How are you, Natalie? I am really good. I am very good. I've had a lot happening recently, so hopefully that will give me a lot to talk about today. Mm. Yeah, I'm really good. Excellent, excellent. Because you, we just were sitting down wondering when the last time you were on the podcast. That was nearly five years ago. It was. That's outrageous. There's so much has happened, and we're going to obviously get into the the nuts and the meat of it all. But before we get into that. Helen thought. Yes. We need to talk about the elephant in the room. And that elephant looks like it's just been shopping at Sports Direct. That's right. <laughs> I'm talking. I'm not talking about you being the elephant, by the way. It's a metaphor now. Yeah, it's all gone right. Wrong. All right. But the last time you were on the podcast, Natty. Yes. I think you've done this. In fact, I think you've done this deliberately. The I last did. time you were on the podcast, <laughs> we talked about me wearing jogging bottoms. Yes. This was in 2017. Yeah. You mocked. You scoffed. I did. You are oh, you ripped out me. <laughs> I did. What are you wearing for us today, Natalie Lee? Describe your outfit. Well, that is why I've worn this outfit. <laughs> so, I'm wearing a body and slippers yep. and some lilac jogging bottoms. Jogging bottoms! <laughs> now who's an influencer? Now who's been influenced? Talk I, us through I've your dancing conversion. What's up? Was it lockdown? Was it just my wonderful fashion? Just Ellie. Just Ellie. Stylings. What, you know what? What, changed, what turned you around? The reason why I wore them today was because I think about that episode <laughs> often <laughs> and I'm like... Natalie, you sound like such a twat. You are. No, honestly, very judgmental. I was a very different person five years ago. Now, fucking don't get, I don't get out of joggers. I'm in them all the time. (laughs) Obviously, lockdown did have a massive effect Mm. on not wanting to have anything that's got a button or a zip or... Anything that constricted you. I just liked that the clothes grew with me. That's what I like. Leggings, oversized t-shirts, Elasticated. That's (laughs) all you need. So from judging to joggers, that's what you should have called (laughs) your book. Uh, You know, we we all have to grow. We all have to... 
Be a twat sometimes. Every day is a learning day, as Stephen <laughs> yes. and I would tell. Would and say also, to me. I think I think people who say that they never judge other people are talking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I well, think, I think we all judge each other all the time. And for me, because we're humans, and that's what we do. And it's a question of of what you do with that judgment. If you're typing it on the internet angrily at someone you've never met to hurt their feelings, then I think that's shitty. But if you're with friends yes. <laughs> who you know can enjoy the bants, True. Uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed our jogging bottom face off. And now I'm enjoying the smug feeling of... Uh, <laughs> Of being right, right so. <laughs> but also isn't that a great reflection on you Natalie you, you've come basically bearing bearing your trousers and your friend <laughs> saying listen I was wrong and yes. I think that shows that that, that you, you two have grown together then we have I think if you can't be vulnerable if you can't laugh at yourself if you can't say you know I was a a bit of an idiot sometimes then mm. you know I wouldn't even say that genuinely I would say you are and have always as long as I've known you at least been someone who has opinions and, and says them <laughs> it's very vocal about yeah, them yeah, yeah. <laughs> never in a mean or hurtful or malicious way True. but in an honest and interesting way mm. and but so you know although I do kind of remember suggesting that your sex life isn't good because you <laughs> joggers now if that is not an absolute c-u-n-t well, i don't know what is i think that's, that's a very bold thing to say <laughs> to ellie it's very bold because they're two things that she loves very dearly and i don't know which one what, more shagging and joggers yeah she really shagging loves. in joggers they actually have some joggers specifically for shagging they're called shoggers um, my shogging bottoms i call them do you have a velcro or a zip ellie no. You see, Natalie, that, you know, again, being serious, that ended up being a gift because we have a little bit in our show now where we talk about, and it's a long, so I won't do the whole bit, but like this bit where I go, so I thought, oh, come on, Ellie, be sexy. So I went up to Pete <laughs> and very sexily and very slowly, I undid the string on my jogging bottom. <laughs> inspired by you and it always gets a huge well, no, I know. I'm glad I give you content you do yes. we, well we'll take content from anyone um, <laughs> yes. absolutely so there you go shocking but let's do a collab oh I would shocking love bottoms. that sexy oh. jogging bottoms. shag me quick on the back oh yeah <laughs> drop it down just like one leg out yeah <laughs> off we go oh. put them back on oh well I'm glad I'm glad I feel like we've already we've begun the, po- the podcast in a very positive this was like an episode of Dr Phil <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of episodes about shagging and jogging bottoms. Oh, uh, yes, so you yeah, did a whole season Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. his yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are we supposed to be talking about? Uh, we, we were mainly talking about how wonderful Natalie is, and, uh, then, we'll, yeah. and then we'll swiftly move into her book. But I thought we'd warm up a bit. I like just... that you'd say, say that those are two separate things. <laughs> <laughs> She's great, but the book's fucking awful. <laughs> love you Ellie Gibson <laughs> no I, I wanted to do a little bit of a catch up because you know it has been five years since you've been on the podcast it and obviously has. when we first got to know you there was very much a focus on clothes and identity and and overall confidence but now we've seen a new brilliant side of you where you've moved into more female pleasure and 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 shedding shame and obviously your book which is called feeling myself how does how i shed my shame to find sexual freedom and you can too wasn't just reading that off the cover listener but um <laughs> but, but but you know as a friend and also as someone who, who admires you and looks up to you as a, a, in what you do it's been you know it felt like an amazing sort of awakening and i want don't want to say everyone throws around journey and empowerment and all that sort of stuff but it does feel like you're you know so much more light is coming out mm. of you and that and that is a joy to watch as well thank you i feel it too i do feel i do feel like a very very different person to the person you met five years ago and you know when 
I have like these shifts. I talk about the shifts after they've happened because in the process it's fucking brutal. But um, after, you know, I've processed it all and come to this new me, I'm going to share that with the world. And I think the kind of sexual shame and that the evolution I have made there was very important for me to talk about Mm. because like body confidence after I had my children I had a massive shift in how I thought about my body um the same with sex I now view it very differently I had I was brought up in a catholic sort of school always and Irish mother and just had there was no chat about sex or masturbation or orgasms. I didn't even know what fucking clitoris was, mm. you know. So I have to share this with the world. And I like to talk about things that make people think. I like to, yeah, just give people some, I don't know, some material to go home with. And mm. that sounds so patronising. But yes, this is this is my new kind of... This is my new material and yeah. I'm really enjoying it. Mm. So so what what is the shift then? But also how did it start? Was there one incident or a catalyst or you know what what was it that began the sort of this big change? Oh good. I think like it started with the whole body confidence thing. Started to feel myself again. Hey, you mm-hmm. know, get the book title in there somewhere because <laughs> I'm very um brand minded like that. Um yeah, I started to feel good in my body again. Started to embrace my body. And then I feel like the other aspect of that was learning to touch myself, learning to become acquainted with my body. And that side of it, I didn't really talk about. And I feel like that is just, that brought in, was brought in as the last element of that whole body confidence. It's just basically a continuation on from that and just helping other women feel good. She just slowly took off more and more clothes on the internet. Well, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Who doesn't love taking off their clothes and having pictures taken? Oh, I do that most days. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's my hobby. Um, but what? Well, yeah, because we were we were part of one of the um, early Warrior Woman projects from which you. Oh gosh, um, yeah. Did a series of photo shoots with women, and and you you just said be as naked as you like, and obviously. Um, for those of you who don't know that, Ellie and I had photos taken of us with two baby bells, uh, well, four between us, two for each nipple, uh, on our on our nipple. And um, what do we have in front of our vaginas? Uh, bottle of gin. A bottle of gin. And then we had a fish finger necklace. You did. And and we looked spectacular. I mean, we might have to re- recreate it one of these days. I think you should. Did the baby bells cover the nips? Uh, just about. Just about. <laughs> what I did was I sort of pierced them with my nipples because, you know, I've breastfed two babies, so they oh, yes. are basically like little sticky out. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, no, yeah they're like, like coat hooks. Um, yeah. yeah. But what we were surprised at is how good fucking Ellie's tits are, weren't we? Are After still, two kids. They still are, goddammit. And mine, um, because I've lost some weight, turned into like two little tiny tortilla, tortillas, you know, like, you know, like, what do they, like flat, flatbreads. Little, like nans, basically two nans that I have to curl up and then put into some padded bras. So, uh, yeah, mine will just, they're basically flat now, um, which is fine. Um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm okay with that. They used Good, to be yeah. my assets. And they now sound they're absolutely fine. Uh, I'm furious, actually. <laughs> absolutely fucking furious. I'm, I'm angry. Get it out. Get it out. I'm angry about this. But, anyway. but I'm sure tortillas are some people's thing, you know. Are they anyone's thing? All right, well, we'll see, <laughs> I mean. we'll see. 
I, I, it's just the sound of flapping. They're very big in Mexico. Um, it's just the, the, it's the, it's the gentle flaps on my skin. Oh, anyway, well, no, I, mind, I, I, I think they look marvellous. But, you know, we, it's different. This, but this, that's a good point, though, isn't it? It's funny. We've all got a thing, mm. I think, about our bodies that we're not... You know, I don't know if I always believe people. So I totally love every part of oh, my body. Oh, I think it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I think... You know, for me, it's my my tummy. I wish my tummy was fatter. Really? Yeah. No, look, it's just because I dress very well, Natalie. It's because I wear a no, lot of No, I've seen you in a fucking gold suit, cat well, suit. Perhaps not. What after, are they made of? I was going to say lycra, but they're not, are they? Oh, this. Oh, I don't know what oh, they are. They smell they're held together bad. with sweat and <laughs> oh, hard work. God, yeah, I think they're just, yeah. Um, Bombed in your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, but equally, I've just decided to be okay with my tummy and also to be okay with the fact I'm not okay with it. Do you know what I mean? If yes. I, I could go around, I could look at myself in the mirror every go every day and go, I, I love my tummy, but I don't really. So, what, yeah. you know, but that's... And I think that's a very good sort of conclusion to come to because I think there's this cycle at the moment in terms of body confidence of feeling bad about your body and then feeling bad that you feel bad about your body. Mm. And that's just a horrible little mm. fucking loop to get involved in. And look, we live in a world that doesn't support us loving our bodies. So, you know... Flat tummy is very unusual, I would say, for a woman of your age with two children. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's hard, isn't it? It's about learning to try and accept it, um, try and love it. But if you don't, what can you do about it anyway? I'm sure you've tried every single thing there is. And at some point, you just got to fucking get on with your life. Yeah, you've just kind of got to go, well, well, this is it. Really, yeah. It's what we're doing. So mm. yeah. and it doesn't stop you from doing everything you love. And you look fucking awesome all the time. I do. And I've got great tits, as we've discussed. Oh, my God. Yes, so, you are so good. And they steal so... the show anyway. So. Oh, my God. They're so awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm, um, I'm very, very happy for you. How do you feel then? How do you feel about... Because I can ask, how old are you? 42. 42. I'm 44. Um, how do you feel about ageing and all of that? I'm having a thing at the moment where my hair is starting to go a bit grey. And I think I've decided not to diet. And I know lots of people do. And that's fine. And that's up to them. But I think I'm just going to I'm just going to let it let it go all grey because it's going to anyway I think it looks awesome though. I think it does you're going to be one of those really like sophisticated ladies with white hair I, th- I hope so yeah. um, necking lots of Valium and drinking champagne at 9am that's <laughs> yes. the, that kind of old lady I think you have to be rich and posh um, oh, I think that's a bit more um, Diane Keaton I like it I like a silvery yeah I do and, yeah. and I and I Distinguished. think yeah and there's been a lot of talk about that especially because in light of lockdown there were a lot of celebrities and like I think Andy McDowell talked about it recently and all those people who used to dye their hair and they just let it out and they've really loved it because um, the silver fox kind of mentality with men has been sort of sexualized but yeah. with women it's like oh no you can't get old yeah you have to look like an older lady that's sort of been ironed, but you still look old, you know, like, you know, and obviously having tweakments and facial stuff is, is great, but it's, it's still, it's still a taboo thing, isn't it? You're not meant to age. Definitely. I, you know, obviously I talk about sex a lot and I also talk about looking at your vulva a lot. Well, one of the things I've noticed is that the underneath of my vulva is all white. 
cut oh, all wow. of the hair, which is so oh, weird. Is it like when you cut a tree open, you can see how old it is by yes. counting the rings? Is it uh, like that? It, Speaking of rings. But it looks like, it looks like I have dyed the, like, you know, when you're... Oh, like you bleached your arsehole and gone that bit further. Yeah, it's just like... Why is it only white underneath? Wait, so the triangle... Yes. I'm now using my hands to gesture. What, the triangle is what colour is the The pubis triangle? at the top yeah. when you're standing, the, the bit you can out. see is yeah. fairly, you know, black and dark yeah. as normal... Well, not as my pubes were. And then the underneath is all oh, white. Like a and I'm like, oh. Like a badger. You're yes. like a badger down there. Yes. I love it. It's I like my badger, badger. <laughs> Very good. Very welcome. I like that. All the words. Me and my badger. The second book. Natalie Lee. But in all honesty, um, growing older, it takes some sort of getting your head around a little bit. It does. Mm. I think one of the things I have noticed is the, you know, the lack of male attention as I've got older. Mm. And at first I was like, oh, oh, I'm not sure about this. Why the fuck is no one, like, beeping mm. their cars at me when I walk down? I mean, that used to happen when I was in my school uniform mm. all the time. Oh, delightful. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, good. Um, but now, not so much. And I, it took a while to get used to it because we do tend to, you know, I did anyway. My worth was about how attractive I was to, how attracted I was to the opposite sex or how they found me attractive and um, performing and, you know, mm. that that took up a lot of my, you know, mental space, mental mm. head space. And I had to get used to not having that attention anymore. And actually it's been really freeing, really liberating because now I can just be a bit of a cunt and I can <laughs> be weird and I can like, and, and I don't have to, I don't have to suck in my stomach anymore. I don't have to pretend mm. that I'm... Se- I mean, I'm just naturally sexy anyway. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> oh, it oozes out of It does, doesn't it? Oh, Oozing. It does. Like a flood. Um, but also, I reckon that's even sexier because they're... You do, you do know when people are performing. You do, you can see it, can't you? When there's, there's almost a sexual performance to people. But when you don't care, I don't that... know if I knew I was actually doing that. Mm. But that's something we're taught, though, because we, we absorb sexuality yeah. through the media. We absorb it through imagery, uh, and and that's how we're taught. You know, that's and as, as especially as females and, and in a heterosexual way about how we perform and yeah. what what is expected of us and what what do we do to get get the man and you know and that's something I'm kind of grappling with as well you know in my new state but it's it's really interesting you know the 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 roles that we play and but I you know the more I think about it you know the the, the women that I find really sexy are the ones who aren't don't give a fuck no yeah it's really liberating it is Hopkins someone like that oh yeah. oh I had a good flick to her the other day <laughs> More opinions. <laughs> I yeah. yeah, yeah, no. But then I think it depends. Also, it depends on the individual as all things and your experience. I, I, you know, realised quite young that that male attention was not something I was going to get a lot of. That's for a lie. the way I looked. No, and and it's, it's it's true. But then, but I then I was like, but well, I am clever and I am funny, mm. so I'll just do that. And then the ones that appreciate that, generally, you know, they'll they'll rock up anyway, and then it'll all be fine. So yeah, it's, but we it's do. Don't I don't. We? I don't. So I don't miss it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I've yeah. Never had it. So I'm like, so that's mm. interesting. That we've had a different experience. Yeah, it is. Um, 
and I just, I don't know, there is just a sense of acceptance or feeling, I don't know, I was, but what I was thinking as well is that has really helped me take ownership of my pleasure as well. Right, okay, Because that's another side aspect Mm. of it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want them to feel good and it's all about performing for the other person, especially if it's a man, and you know what about what about me Mm. so now it's my time and I do feel like finally in my 40s my kids are a little bit older I'm like jetting off all over the sorry I sound like a proper twat now but I am like going away at weekends and Mm. just having fun again and I think I wasn't doing that before it was I was either focused on my kids focused on my career um and just not really living for me. So I'm mm. doing that a lot more now, and which is great. I'm loving it. Yeah, because we haven't mentioned that um, in the last since we last saw you. Of course, you have become separated. And you're, there was divorce, and you're divorced now. Woo-woo! You have got divorced, <laughs> and you have got happy. Um, but um, that was obviously a big change. And when did that happen? When did you separate? Well, from your I feel ex? like such a lockdown cliche, but it did happen in <laughs> lockdown. Um, I don't know what the rate of divorces were, but mm. in yeah, 2020, just as I was again another cliche, just as I was approaching 40, mm. I was like, is this it? Is this it? And mm. I was like, oh, I need to make some changes here. And my marriage was one of them. And you you were with your ex for many years, weren't you? Since yeah. you were what? 16. 16. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, so it was, yeah, similar. You were 24 years and I was 22 years. Mm. And um, I interviewed Nat for my book. And one of the things that I wanted to raise in this podcast is that you were the one that decided to end the marriage mm. and um and when i when i became divorced obviously it was because my husband had an affair and i openly asked for help from friends and so one of the things that you talked about in the book is that when you ended the marriage and you did it quite privately people weren't coming around with lasagnas people weren't <laughs> and people weren't sending you know bags of muffins and things like that and and i wanted you to talk about that because we often hear about the stories of mm. the shit marriages and, mm. and the trauma and, and those sort of things and then you think people rally around the woman but but for you it wasn't the same no i didn't get that same um empathy i think or mm. sympathy mm. um i feel like because i was the one that made the decision and he was the kind of heartbroken one who was on the floor everyone rallied around him and was like oh yeah she's such a bitch for like wanting to end the marriage and actually you know things just end actually I don't know how I stayed in that relationship so long I think 24 years is an fucking long time to be mm. with one person well as my mother always says Ellie when marriage was invented people were dead at 35 exactly uh, you got married at 11 and then you died exactly <laughs> oh, happier simpler time huh? let's go back to that you weren't going to Ibiza at no. 41 no, no, no you weren't hell no, no. Um, so I think we just need to change the whole thinking around relationships around marriage and think that just because you want something different doesn't mean it's a bad thing Mm. you can actually end a relationship even if there is marriage and children involved and you don't have to be the fucking the witch or the enemy and I feel like we have come to quite a good ending of our marriage he might have different he might have a different Mm. perspective on this well he's here tonight (laughs) (laughs) 
we are very amicable. Great. We, you, you know, can be in the same room. We can be in the same room. We've gone to our friend's birthday both right. at the same time. Our kids, you know, we spend Christmas Day together. That's really lovely. Really good. And, you know, my whole thing was the reason why I didn't want to or the reason why it took so fucking long to make the decision to end it was because I didn't want to fuck up the kids. Mm. And I think, you know, I'm trying to limit that as much as I can. Obviously, some people don't have an option because mm. sometimes their partners are just absolute twats. But mm. um, I was, I tried to keep it amicable and yeah. we, we, we co-parent quite well. And I don't feel like a failure. That's the thing. I think no. that there's so much like negative talk around divorce. And mm. actually I feel like I have shown my children that I am willing to prioritize my happiness over staying yeah. in a long-term relationship because I feel obligated to. Yeah. Now actually, no, they are much, I think maybe I am being narrow-sighted here. I think they're happier. I think he's happier. And I think, oh, well, I fucking know I'm happier. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I think also huge credit to you for, again, and this is where your experience to Helen's is different. You were unhappy in the marriage. So you stood up for yourself and mm. you were brave. That must have taken an enormous oh. amount of courage mm. to go, no, I do want to get out mm. of this and I know this is going to cause shit and it's going to hurt people. But in the long run, you know, whereas what happened to you, Helen, mm. and I can not mm. say this or cut this well, out No, no, if you no, like, you can say because I've what said happened it to you. Is your partner wasn't happy in the marriage. So rather than Tell standing you. up and saying that and saying, mm. look, I'm leaving or let's deal with it or something, he went off and made a huge fucking mess with someone else. So yeah. he fucked up someone else's life mm. and created this huge amount of hurt and betrayal and stress for you, yeah. which means, of course, it's difficult to have an amicable relationship it, because yeah, you thing. wouldn't treat a friend like that. Mm. No. You wouldn't treat... <clears throat> we've all had disagreements with friends yeah. and you're able to go, look, this has pissed me off, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But you don't do what was done to you. And I just No, think, and I think... And, and also it just... It, and it, it, and for me, because my the affair my husband had was for four years, those four years are yeah. all murky now. Trauma. It, it's all trauma because mm. all my reality changed. His hasn't changed because he knew what was going on. Yes. And I think that's that's the hardest thing to kind of rationalise is this kind of going, oh, God, when I thought I was happy, I really, you know, I was happy with my career and with my children, with my friends, you mm. know, a large part of my world. But, but it just, it, and then it sort of rocks the past, but it also affects the future because mm. you're like, is that a real relationship? Is that, is that, mm. is that person going to hurt me? So I think, I think what you did was, yeah. And I remember sitting down when we did go through couples counselling. Um, the couples counsellor said, look, whatever path you choose, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard if you stay together. It'd be Oof. hard if you separate. Yeah. There is no easy pathway out when you're feeling you know, when there's a, when there's a mess and I think you can avoid things or you can confront them. And how do you, how do you feel about the path you chose? Mm. <laughs> I'm very happy. I, yes. love, I love my path. <laughs> Good. Because me too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know how you feel, but if you feel, if you ever think to what you could have decided to do, I, I feel, I feel caged again because that's how I did feel in Mm. it because I wasn't being able to be free and and that's and that is exactly how I felt in my marriage um so now yeah I'm like a bird flying you are who knows Um, what's next we do need to move on just because I've got to call a lawyer um anyway (laughs) 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 I had 
literally thought you were being serious then. I didn't, re- I didn't catch on to the joke. I was a bit late. Oh, no, well, there's a lot of it about, do you know what I mean? Get divorced, day. be happy. That yeah. was, was that your book? Yes, exactly right. Correct that's, title. That's it. There's a little bit about... Uh, the other day, my, my little seven-year-old had his little mate round. They're both as nuts as each other. And they were having a lying competition. So Joe goes to me, he's like, oh, mum... Auntie Jane's got rabies. And I was like, mm, yeah, yeah, okay, cool, cool. And then I sort of forgot about it. And a few minutes later, Kim, the other little guy, came in the kitchen and went, Ellie, my parents are getting divorced. And for a split second, I was like, oh my, oh my God. And he went, they told me just before I came here. And I was like, okay, okay. I've spent too much time around divorced people that I now do completely believe that everybody yep. I know is getting divorced. Yep. That's yeah. hilarious. Oh it's, good. it's good. But let's talk about the book then. So so when did the idea, for, was that while you were in, in all this shit with the marriage or was it when, once you got a bit clearer? I have wanted to write a book for years and years and years. But I think, you know, what was holding me back is I didn't feel... In all honesty, I didn't feel intelligent enough. I have dyslexia. I've now found out ADHD. I, I A book felt like too big a kind of task for me to cope with. Um, and I was in an unhappy relationship. And now I've got more space in my life. And um, I've had a lot of therapy. I'm on medication. And I was able to, to like concentrate and get shit done basically Mm. and that's what I did because yeah I I have wanted to write it for a very very long time Um, the medication for ADHD specifically yeah so that's that means you can focus more and yes oh that must be nice it is it's like it used to be like wading through shit basically trying to get anything done like especially big projects and I used to get so down on myself have really bad like you know, you wouldn't think I had bad self-esteem or low self-esteem or anything, but um, I did feel unintelligent because I was sometimes unable to articulate very well. There's all this kind of, like, getting the cogs to turn was sometimes the difficult thing. Um, and remembering stuff, remembering people's birthdays, remembering just to be in contact with friends meant my connections were not, as good or as deep as they could be as they are now and it's just like revolutionized my life Mm. I just feel like medication I'm a very big supporter of if you need medication there's no shame in taking it or talking about it because it has unlocked so much of my world and I feel like I've got access to all of these things now and I can achieve things so that's pretty big (laughs) a whole bloody book mate I know awesome book and so can you sort of Obviously, the book um, from the title is a, is about um, shedding sexual shame. But do you want to? It is a very very personal book. Do you want to tell the listeners about how about I guess the beginning of the book? I mean, it is a very confronting um, story and how that sort of set you up with your relationship to sex and how you moved on from that. Yeah, I think um, you know it's a memoir. It, basically it it does also i think i think it's also quite informative yes. as well yeah yeah, yeah. and it's people got... will you know resonate with it mm. um but uh early on i deal with the trauma that i experienced with somebody else i'm not going to go into detail because no, everything yeah. had to be signed off by the other person mm. you know and i feel like 
yeah, that has to be done in a controlled environment. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, I, I did experience trauma at the age of four and um, that did shape my world and shaped my relationship with sex because it was associated with trauma. Mm. Um, and just how I... Just my whole being, I guess. I felt very disconnected. And I think lots of people do who go through any sort of trauma. I felt like I was in a bit of a freeze state for you know, quite a long time. Um, And the only way I could handle not processing it, not dealing with it, was to not feel any emotions. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I don't, I don't feel like I felt very any lows or any highs, really. Yeah. Um, And I really just struggled to connect with that side of myself. But since sort of, well, since writing a book, since going through the divorce since having some serious deep psychotherapy I now experience those highs and lows which are good is good and bad Mm. but you know sometimes it's like fuck like you cry a lot now yeah but actually it's really it's actually quite a nice feeling isn't it like crying is yeah. so releasing and cathartic yeah. and I never knew because I was quite tightly coiled mm. before um, and now I feel a lot more relaxed and yeah just able to experience life I think. Yeah so you've really I mean I don't want to use the phrase let go but there was obviously yeah. so much you were holding on to because yeah. of the early your early experiences but I, I love that the book that you've just got some of the chapters are just called masturbation. <laughs> Orgasm. And so it's no very, fucking about. Or oh, there's a lot of fucking about. It seems. But yeah, but I, I like I like the boldness of it, and I, I think I think what what it kind of achieves and in, in very successfully is is just put it all out there in terms of it. I I've, I have a lot. I had a lot of sexual shame, and I'm still trying to shed it now. But um, you write about it so well about how we were ingrained to be very quiet, mm. very quiet about our sexual needs and, and even liking sex or liking mm. having sex by yourself. Masturbation. Yes. Um, <laughs> don't say it too loud. No, don't. No. That's, that, <laughs> and is that is that sort of the, what you wanted to achieve? Obviously, you wanted to get your story out, but yeah. you interviewed some very, very brilliant people who mm. kind of unpack all that sort of bullshit that we've hung on to and that that's it the whole book was just I'm gonna fucking put it all out there mm. you can judge me if you want but I now have no fear about if I'm you know if I suddenly become very famous no one can like release a story on me and no. go oh <laughs> by the way do you remember when I did that like you know yeah so it's all out there. No, I've got no shame anymore. And mm. that feels so freeing and mm. so glorious. Because a lot of people, like, it doesn't even matter if somebody did something to you. The secret and the kind of dirtiness that carries you around, carries around with you mm. is really hard to shed and unpack. But... If you talk about it, I, I what I hope is people will now understand that it's not as scary as it feels. You know, you can talk about the gremlin in the room. You can you can go there, and you will survive. Mm. That's that's what I was hoping to sort of come to that people get across from it. Okay, one of, one of the things that I I um I wanted to talk about um <laughs> that came out of the book was porn, which I. I don't think I've seen porn for a very, very, very long time. And the last what? time I watched it was on VHS. 
Um, oh my god! Now this is shocking. Yeah, no, that's why I'm. I'm As a sexually I'm, liberated divorced woman, fucking start watching I'm, some porn, I'm, girl. I'm, this is this is what I wanted to talk to you about. This is, I'm, I'm leaning in. I'm leaning in. She um, was very comfortable. So she I, is like squirming in her seat I'm now. Actually, I'm actually like curtailed. Um, like watching a Victorian gentleman look at some ankles. <laughs> I knew you used to be a little bit like a little bit. What's the word? Screamish, prudish, prudish, that's prudish. It. But I thought you had kind of set yourself free from that now. I'm, no, but that's I'm mistaken. I, I'm reaching out, Natalie. Lee. I'm reaching out. <laughs> Sorry for the judging. It's an ongoing process. It is. <laughs> yes, but but I've got to, have to look at her own vagina. That's the start. That's you know. good. Oh, we've done it many times. Oh, now. I right, love I'm, that. Right, I'm right in there. Um, uh, what was going to say? But Paul, I, I haven't watched any. I give you permission. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, listener. What um, kind of porn is it that you really want to watch, Helen? No, where does where does I guess this is what I'm saying as as a as a helpful thing for the listener. Where does one hypothetically, if you haven't watched porn since 1997, where do you start, Natalie Lee? Well, I mean, you start by buying my book, and I'll explain it. But yes. I've um, read that chapter. <laughs> very, I've underlined it. Yes. But there is. Uh, I talk about ethical porn in mm-hmm. there. Some people like to call it feminist porn. What, are they fucking on Hessian? <laughs> <laughs> Drinking almond milk. It is. It is porn that isn't made for the male gaze. Okay. So the the one who I talk about, Erica Lust, is she's a female director. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have interviews with the... Are they actors, performers, whatever they are? Mm-hmm. They have interviews. They talk about consent. You know, it's very and they're paid properly. Paid so, properly, yeah. yeah. And that's why and, yeah. that's why it is important to pay for your porn because you know that that money is going to the people who are doing the porn. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's that's like buying organic steaks, basically. Oh, yeah. is this, this is like Waitrose porn. <laughs> That's what I want. It's just organic, this pornography. Listen, listen, it is not a posh thing. You like? Would you say that um, going to a prostitute was a posh thing? No. No. Or sex work? uh, You know, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, I think it's important to normalise paying our sex workers for the job that they do. Mm -hmm. So don't um, shit on that, please, Ellie. (laughs) What for money? Shitting on. Waitrose thing. Oh, do on a glass coffee table, fifty quid. And <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I haven't. Uh, maybe I, I. I don't want to. I. Oh, what I is she going to say now? I could look into ethical porn, but I suppose I've been put off because I have seen pornography in more recent years. My point is, whenever you look at those websites, like you say, it is all about the male gaze and beyond that you really don't have to go very far before it's all about teens or strangling yeah that's your anal and it's all you know we've had people on the podcast before we've talked about it's giving boys and girls the wrong idea about sex about you've got to have a shaved fanny and you've got to like it up the arse and you've got to come four times otherwise what you you don't what have uh, (laughs) no no that's not on a tick list okay fine um, um, that's the they're the ones that you don't pay for like YouPorn and Pornhub uh, I don't know all of them but they're all owned by the same mm. conglomerate and um, that type of porn is not the kind of porn that I want to be promoting um, the the kind of porn that I mention in the book you know you see all different shapes and sizes you see all different races so it doesn't feel 
exclusive and it doesn't feel like they're being taken advantage of or, or you don't know you know I always felt a bit dirty after watching that kind of porn that you described because it felt icky like I don't really know if and, and they're violent as well yeah, yeah it's not a nice feeling and that only you know makes you feel shameful about what you're doing and and I don't want to feel like that but other, there are other options out there that mm. feel good and that you will see people represented that look mm. like you so that's that's well, yes, yeah, so for me, it's like you say, it's about the exploitation in the same yes, way that I always feel slightly guilty buying something from Primark because I think, well, you know, God, which child on the other side of the world has made this really quite excellent pair of shoes? But <laughs> which child has made this pair of shoes? You know what yeah. I mean? And I, I often feel that, you know, when I have seen porn, I've gone, yeah, but what's that woman's life like that she's got to this exactly. place in it? You know, mm. and, and, and I know lots of performers say that it's a choice and it's you know and it's liberating I've also read lots of horror stories so it's it's difficult Mm. but you you don't feel that ethical porn is exploitative I don't because I have interviewed um people who make it I have looked into it from what I can tell I don't but you know I'm not I'm not an expert on this Mm. it it just feels like a better choice for me Mm. um so yeah Good. I'll give it a go. Give it a go. You should. I would love to see your history. (laughs) (laughs) I've got no desire to. (laughs) Nice man plays the piano and then (laughs) makes me dinner. (laughs) The reason why I'm asking. Takes the lint out of the tumble dryer. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, they'll do it now. Yeah. And then I'm done. Both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pisses off. Some ice ice cream, please. And then. (laughs) Because um, since the book has come out, like, I've had quite a lot of DMs and people saying, you know, I really want to watch lesbian porn, but I feel bad for doing it. I'm in a long-term marriage with a man and I'm like, go ahead, man. Like, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it does almost feel like I'm kind of giving people permission now yeah. to look at what floats their boat. Mm. Yeah, and why not? Mm. I, I mean, I really like Top Gun. I don't want to be a fighter pilot. You know what I mean? <laughs> Or marry Tom Cruise. <laughs> well, I wouldn't get that. I don't know if I get that. Oh, okay. <laughs> since going on, have you done much dating since since, since being becoming single? Oh God, it's such a tricky one. Do you mean one. dating in the sense that you mean the word dating? Yeah, well, in fucking. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. I'm with my eyes, but not with my words. <laughs> Oh, I went on a date last night, Ellie. Oh, did you? Oh, where did you go? I'm um, just my house. That's not a date. <laughs> and it was only an hour. Yeah, that's not a date. 90 minutes, thank you. <laughs> um, I am not doing as well on that front as you. <laughs> I don't know anyone is, dear. No. Um, I still... I still have some... Oh, I don't know what it is kind of like trust issues maybe or being vulnerable with people Mm. in that way I still find very difficult yeah I know I've just written a whole book on sex and this is not what you're probably wanting to hear (laughs) but I know my boundaries Mm. I know my limitations and I just feel like I I have to tread carefully in Mm. that way um and I have had lots of sex, mostly I would say with women now because yeah. that feels safer for me. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You mean emotionally safer or physically or, or both? Both, I think. Mm-hmm. Both, I think. Um, not being in a long term relationship kind of, it felt 
whilst it did feel freeing and wonderful, it also felt a bit scary. Yeah. And I was like out there in the, this world and, you know, I'm going to get hunted down, which has not happened. Um, but I feel like I'm definitely exploring the kind of side of myself that I didn't wasn't able to explore in a marriage. Mm. So I am having good lots. No, I wouldn't say lots. I'm having sex. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And again, hypothetically, if you haven't had sex with a woman for a very long time, um, is that, is that if where's the where are the holes again? <laughs> is that because I know from friends who who've been married for a long time and then they've gone and dated women, but it is a it's a tricky thing to navigate. It's a different ball game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to make lot to get that. your hands around, your head around. Um, uh, you know, is, is is was that was that a was you know you have to find a partner. Who, you know, obviously slightly different equipment. Uh, you're dealing with. What are you asking? Get to the point. Was it, a, was, it a, was it a difficult lead? Should she have it off with a lady? That's what she's saying. Yeah, go for it. Right. Like just explore. And should you be upfront saying, look, I, I really, you know, I don't have my license. I don't know how to drive a car. Yes, absolutely. Where do I put my head? Doubled at university. I've doubled, yes, right? not since university. But also, you've got one, haven't you? So yeah. you know, you know roughly. Yes. Yeah. How, how Where the things are. What I was surprised about mm-hmm. is how natural and wonderful and amazing it did feel. Oh, good. Very nice. Didn't miss a penis. Um, you know, but there are implements that. Oh, I um, There's a whole, there's a whole yeah. wealth of equipment out there. Yeah, yeah, and and they don't have a pulse, so they they're even better, you mm. know, than the real thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it was just it's just lovely, and I love just exploring. This mm. is this is the whole point. Yeah. It's just yeah, trying new things and actually realizing that it's not weird or that different yeah, actually yeah, yeah. you know i i i now view myself as pansexual it doesn't really matter to mm. me what gender they are what's between their legs if we have a connection i just feel like yeah. why not fucking explore it yeah that's marvelous yeah. excellent but um, you're safe is that if that's what you want if that's what you want to hear i'm not going to leap on you and start <laughs> having sex with you you are safe well <laughs> anyway as i say i've got to go <laughs> A waste of time. Uh, <laughs> I've got my friend here. <laughs> uh, um, is there anything you know now, having been on this? I'm going to say journey. Yeah, been we're going. I mean, I guess, I guess there's obviously go. lots of advice in the book, and there's a lot you talk a lot about your experiences. Obviously, that's what the book is. Mm. But is there anything you kind of wish you'd known at the start of all this that might have saved you some time or some heartache, or you know, or do you think it's all been just beneficial? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely nothing I regret. I think I probably would say I wish I knew the divorce wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I know that's not everyone's experience, but I I wish I... Some people's experience. Yeah. Like you say, we don't always hear hear that. The kind of positive divorce stories. Mm. I think it's just like... I, I, I... Grappled, grappled, is it? Is that a word? Yeah. Grappled. Mm. I grappled with the word selfish for a very, very long time. And that stopped me making any decisions for a long time. And I f- kind of feel like I wish I, I wish that wasn't imposed. I think for women, women especially, like we have this kind of, the best trait for a woman is to be selfless. Mm. 
Mm. And I feel like it's so glorified. And, you know, all these fucking Mother's Day tributes to these selfless mothers who gave up everything for their children. Fuck that shit. Like, who wants a mother who doesn't have their own life, who doesn't speak up, who doesn't know how to fucking live and just look... Now I feel a bit bad that I'm I'm being bad on the women that do. But I want to live. I am a human being. And yes, I, I did have children and I support them and try and give them as much as I can. But I'm not going to fucking stop living and just do everything for them. Now I don't know where I, where I started. No, but no, do you no. know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, no. But that, and, but that takes time. And also I think... I think and for a lot of us, when we have children, we just lose who we are. We do. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a shock. All encompassing. It's a real shock. And also, you're, you're completely in love with that baby. And you think, I will do anything for that mm. child. And it does take it until they get a bit older, until you have a bit of freedom. and But also, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a bit of extra time, money, and all those sort of things that allow you to have that life outside of your own house. And um, But I know what you mean. Like, you know, the, the whole sort of doormat and you know sacrificial mother thing has been lauded for many mm. many many times and like oh god that mum's going out again it's like well she's allowed to she's yeah. allowed to have fun yeah and she's yeah and I, I mean I think it's the same with like work and career and any kind of successful mum does get judged more harshly than if it was the mm. dad and mm. it's like so so who's looking after the children then oh fuck off like yeah i'm allowed to have a career and mm. not be asked about that but yeah. so that kind of whole guilt tripping thing that we get i think stopped me for a long time making important decisions for myself that also affected other people well, there we go. Uh, <laughs> Helen Thorne's next book, Get Divorced, Have a Wank, Look at Some Porn, The Snogger Lady, will be out in the autumn. <laughs> Tiny ripped off. I'm glad I gave you some more content. Oh, thank you. Oh, no, you've given me a new list um, of oh, things to achieve. Thank you thank very much. Thank you, Natalie. My Gosh. pleasure. Um, shall we have a scummy? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
Mummy Confession. Let us do that, Ellie. Yes. Excellent. I mean, I've got a sexy one. That's oh, something. yes. Go, go, so, go. She's always at it. Don't, oh, mate. Oh, mate. <laughs> oh. This is bad. Oh, good. I like it when it's bad. I don't like to talk about it, but I have had my kitchen renovated, uh, Natalie. I've had my kitchen done. And it's nearly there now. We're just waiting for the... This isn't the sexy bit, by the way. Right. Oh, okay. I'm around oh, just talking Oh, my God. I thought you were setting a scene. And, like, and then the kitchen man came in. Oh, not the kitchen man, no. Uh, uh, we're still waiting for the windows. But the, the units are in. The lovely marble worked. Mm-hmm. Marble effect. The marble effect <laughs> worked. Marble like. It yeah. looks like marble. Not I can't believe it's not marble. <laughs> <laughs> it's marble. Um, it's a modern marble. It's, uh, so, yes. Uh, so, anyway. Um, so, Sunday, we didn't we, love, we had a lovely shared birthday party with our boys at Mamado Pizza yes. Restaurant in Honor Oak. Highly recommend it if you're around it. Gorgeous yeah. pizza. Lovely party. And, you know, we had a few Aperols. We had a few wines. And we got home and the kids were knackered. Um, so, you know, they were on the sofa with their headphones. We heard him turning the kitchen door handle which we had shut go and we were just testing the worktops natalie we were just making sure that the who, but who was sitting on the worktop ellie um well if uh, describe sit, the scene as, as you would say to, no, okay fine to. all right but, how long uh, have you been you two been together We've been together for since oh 1849. I'm very mm, fucking like. impressed that you're like having sex on these new work tops. Natalie, I cannot Who tell you does how, that I after that tell long? You how no. much this new kitchen turns me on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, yes, so let's just say. Luckily, there was a bit of the doors quite fiddly. Oh, to so open. you could like you pulled so, down the skirt. Uh, a poor son, I won't say which one it was, I shan't embarrass him, but he came in to find his father and I just oh standing in the gosh. kitchen holding our clothes over ourselves. Oh! <laughs> Look, he didn't see, he did not see it going in and out, he didn't see the <laughs> fourth banana, but he just looked at us and like, what? Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And he literally just shook his head and like walked away. <laughs> uh, I had to go and um, apologise. We won't do that yeah you will you will so yeah. will I'm not well i'm not proud of it genuinely that they were awake but he had his everything and fuck me right when he's got his don't headphones be, on he's watching, like, it's natural he, well this is what i said to pete i said look it's not the end of the world for him to get the model to get the message that that's lovely grown up pe- people even yes. parents still have it off and sometimes yes. they do that in the middle of the day in a different room of the house i think it's beautiful personally right. but fuck oh. me you try and get that child's attention because he needs to tidy his room or come and have his dinner when he's got those fucking headphones on you'd think oh. he'd gone deaf honestly you'd be like what the fuck but suddenly he's like a shark he, do sharks have ears you know what I mean yes, I'm thinking yes. about sharks and blood in the a water bat? Yes, maybe. Yeah. he's like a bat yes <laughs> bat my child. son the bat you know what bat you know to get his attention now in the future all you need to do is go do you remember that time when <laughs> you walked in it was I'm yes yeah, I'm conflicted about it. Like you say, I don't think it's the end of the world for him to get that message. I'm also, I feel a bit bad. No, don't feel bad. How the fuck does he everyone, think he everyone, was brought everyone, into the world? Caught, everyone's been caught having sex before, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the point is the new kitchen's looking lovely and those worktops really are very sturdy. So, uh, <laughs> so mar- marble effect works then, it does. <laughs> <laughs> you recommend it. That's what we're going to call it from now on. Do you fancy a bit of marble effects? Oh, uh, marble <laughs> Thorn, um, do you have a scummy confession, sexual or otherwise? Uh, I, 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 have a, I have a confidence one. When I was in New York, I, you know, I felt really great. I'd, you know, I'd, I've, you know, recently um, lost some weight. I felt really confident. I thought my body looked great. And I've got these really super duper skinny jeans, um, and I loved it. And I was wearing a crop top, and I was like, right, I'm being confident. I'm just going to walk down the streets of New York. So I got up one early one morning, and I was walking up, and I went and got like a delicious 
breakfast and I was by myself and I thought yes I'm confident I'm happy by myself strutting down this road I see like lots of young men give them little eyebrows you know little shoulder shimmies all sorts of things I'm just feeling really <laughs> fucking hot right really hot I get back to my hotel and then the woman at the front desk goes hey honey your flight's undone oh. <laughs> and it was like not undone a little bit like re- like a big gaping hole so you could see my knickers oh. and I had my crop top and I'd just been strutting my stuff you know like and, and I thought oh well I had a lovely time <laughs> you did and shame on them for not telling you I will always stop someone and say by the way you've got bogey yeah you know all green in your teeth that yeah i would be i always have stuff in my teeth Mm, do i now no no no, thanks okay but your left tits hanging out i mean yeah that's on purpose babe it's called side boob bitch (laughs) oh pete loves a bit of side boob (laughs) (laughs) side front back tell him i don't do marble effect i only do marble (laughs) sorry Red wine stains out and other stains. Anyway, Uh, um, there we are. Natalie Lee, do you have a confession? um, Do I have a confession? Well, I think since being single, Mm. I am just a bit lazier about my like general hygiene. First of all, sometimes I don't brush my teeth till like six Mm o'clock in the in the your body, evening your, your body your choice babes your body yeah, your choice thanks thanks oh, 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 I'm with that one I know oh, yeah. just, oh, and that makes me feel funny <laughs> I can read about you talking socks. about wanking all day but not brushing your teeth <laughs> oh I'm clenching oh. also I've decided as you can probably see to go all natural and I don't shave anymore which is that's awesome which is great and very freeing mm, yeah. and I like why am I why am I doing it mm. I don't need to do that anymore um, lot, um, that that doesn't bother me at all. You see, no? my teeth—that's that's my nine. <laughs> Sorry, that's carry because on. you've got braces, me. and I think you've it. got a thing about it, huh? <laughs> no, 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 no. She's funny. She's, she's funny just, about it. She's okay, funny fine. about it. She's, she's just. It's, it's, you know, it's. Do you not get? Bad I breath? did brush my teeth this morning. Uh, yes, I've not noticed an odor. No. Uh, this is only when I'm like in the house and I'm mm. like hyper focusing on work or something. Maybe, you're, you're, possibly. You, as she says, your mouth, your choice, um, you fucking scumbag. But I think my personal <laughs> hygiene has definitely gone down <laughs> since being single. Um, but one of the things I find really annoying to do now is when I go to the toilet, Yeah. I have a problem with pulling down my knickers. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, you don't go far right, enough. Okay, so... Let me explain. So, as you can see, I like wearing bodies yeah, a yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. Well, they're a pain in the ass to go to the toilet with. Right. Yeah. The poppers, and so now, yeah. well, no, mine don't have poppers. Right. So oh, so you're like a swimsuit. Yeah. So you have to get fully in the nude, in the nip. Well, no, I don't. That's the whole point. Oh, so now, side. since I've been wearing a lot of bodies, I just pull aside, go for a wee, and I'm like, oh, this is fucking brilliant. Why the fuck have I been pulling down my knickers all these years? Just pull it to the ah. side. I do that a lot now. So that's my scummy confession. Oh, good for you. Thank yeah, you. I, if I'm in my swimmers and I need a wee at the gym, yeah. then yeah, I'll, I'll pull it to one but side. But you don't even... But I told you... Helen to do that. And... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So it's about angles, people. So um, <laughs> we had a very long lunch. I had about the usual bottle and a half of white wine. And then I was meant to have a massage, right? And I was late to the massage. And I said, oh, I've got to have a wee. And I was wearing my swimmers because it was in a day spa. Anyway, I was like, ah, oh, 
be more Ellie. So mm -hmm. I pulled the swimmers across, but I somehow tilted my pelvis up. And so the wee didn't go into oh. the loo. It just went up and over and onto the pile of towels. Oh, no. So I pissed on towels. And then there was only a, a curtain between me and the masseuse. So I had to, like, fumble up the towels oh, and put them in God. there after I pissed all over the towels. And they probably knew. what uh Everybody knew. I'm sure everyone knew. Maybe they just thought that you weren't how you appeared and maybe you didn't have a vagina. What, she had a blowhole? Maybe you were just... No, a penis. Oh, right, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was back in the day when I actually had bosoms. Right, okay, yeah, so, so you don't think... Well, yeah, so that that is basically mine. I probably have a bit more of a disco fanny than I have ever had mm. in my whole life. I mean, that... Sounds appealing, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm sure everyone wants to fucking date me now. I'm available if you need she's me. On, she's on hinge. If you like, <laughs> if you like a vagina that smells of urine, then I'm your girl. Yes. <laughs> if you like unbrushed teeth, <laughs> I'm um, such a catch. She's <laughs> got lovely bosoms. I um, do. And, I and, do. And you, I do. No, should we do a still quick? So we're going to say buy your wonderful book called Feeling Myself. Thank available you. now Thank uh, in you. hardcover. And also, you're wearing a new thing that's going to be available as well. I am. Yeah, what, this what, is my new collaboration with Half Baked London. Mm -hmm. And it's in the colours of my book, in case you didn't notice. It's yes. a body and it's very stretchable. So when you go to the toilet, you can pull <laughs> it aside. Just um, piss through it. Just have no standards. Yeah, it's yeah. a body or a swimming costume. But oh. yeah. Well, Natalie, it's always lovely to see you. Thank you very much for coming and my sharing pleasure. your truth. Thank you for, um, you know, helping me on my journey uh, for all the things. <laughs> Thank you for saying I had yes. nice tits. <laughs> it's it's true. true. It is Absolutely, true. 100%. I think, I think, you know what, what's been kind of nice, I don't know if that's the right word, but Helen, we've been kind of going through this journey together in mm. tandem, kind of. Yeah. I think you started before me. But it is helpful to know someone who is going through a divorce mm. at times, just knowing that they're there and if you need to pick up the phone, you can. Yeah. And, you know, because it is a bit lonely sometimes mm. and hard. It is. And I think I think there's the... I'm, I'm very um, keen and very conscious about saying about the positive sides of it. But there are, yeah, there are daily... You know, you still have to, you still have, to have a relationship with your ex. You're still, you know, constantly mm. juggling all that sort of thing. But I wouldn't change it for the world. I adore being single. Mm. And, like, when I went to New York a couple of weeks ago... I walked down the street and I was by myself and I, I couldn't want oh, for anything else. I just thought that feeling. I feel peace and I feel yes. happiness and I love my friends and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And it was just, it was a great feeling to feel, I paid for this trip all by mm. myself. I made this happen. It's that contentment, I mm. think. I mean, Ellie, like, fuck your life right now. This I'm joking. Oh, I never have that feeling. <laughs> no, 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 I'm joking. Because oh, no, there are really good relationships out there. I know, like, and, I, I, and I'm, I, I reckon, I reckon in the next year, maybe two, it'd be nice to have someone. Yes. I would like to say I love you to someone and mean it. Uh, that you know, but I do that on a daily basis to my friends and my children anyway. Yeah. but it'd be nice to do it. But I don't think I, I don't it's think not, I'm missing out on anything. Me neither. Yeah. Me neither. Being single's pretty fucking awesome. Awesome. Mm. I like it. Yeah, but you know, I'd love to bang someone on Ellie's kitchen. <laughs> Maybe not Ellie's husband. <laughs> Maybe when she's out. If you just let me know when you're on holidays, then I'll. I'll no I'll, problem. I yeah. leave some keys. You water the plants while you're doing it. In fact, at the oh, same that, time, multitasking. Yeah, always multitasking. Yeah, yeah. great. Oh, fantastic. Thank we'll you all so be much. feeling ourselves a lot better. We um, will. Yeah, good.
Anyway, admin time, everyone's favourite part of the podcast. Come mm. and see us in Edinburgh. We're there from the 18th to the 27th of August. We are, and we are up and down the country. More and more dates are being added as we speak. And um, I, yeah, do like and subscribe to the podcast. Um, we haven't said that for a long time, actually. Uh, also, I'm running the marathon on the 2nd of October. Please sponsor me. Um, I'm running for a single parent charity who helps single uh, parents out. And Natalie, anything else? You, how do we how do we follow you? Uh, at Style Me Sunday. Yeah, still occasionally very rarely talk about fashion or just pose in well, you know dresses. she rebranded as it's me helen thorne well she I had to didn't she you could it's go, not you're not a size 18 no, anymore no, right no, you love no, no exactly. you could go from style me sunday to fuck me sideways <laughs> <laughs> if you want to workshop well, me I, my <laughs> I feel like what what was the term shoggers what, shoggers. what yeah. i feel like sugar me quick is is <laughs> what i'm gonna be told uh, looking at next yeah. no yeah. yeah 15% please <laughs> oh. thanks guys thank you Natalie thank you so much thank you for listening until next time bye bye yeah. I don't know how I fucking stayed in one relationship for so long Ah, oh, the old coffee machine, our old friend. Every there it time, is. every time. That is the coffee machine, not one of your intimate machines. No, 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 one of no, your... no. The others are on the charge, actually. Yes. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.